Okay. Hello and welcome to Dungeon Here, the podcast dedicated to discussing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Aaron. And I'm Josh. Let's do this. Okay, I was trying not to laugh. That's why it took me so long. <laughs> yeah, you were having a little uh, okay. bit of problems there. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, sometimes when you have a day like today, you just have to, you know, laugh because it's raining, you know? That sounded really depressing. That's yeah, it did sound kind of weird. Um, that sounded really depressing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, lukewarm open time. Yes. Sure. Okay. This week's for lukewarm open, which I need my bird to stop screaming. Why does she start screaming yes. every time we start the podcast? Yeah, I heard it about once in that twenty Literally. minutes of us talking, <laughs> and now in the first less than minute, she's already doing it. <laughs> she just knows when it starts. Yeah. But anyways, uh, this week for Lukewarm Open, I was thinking, how would you run, interestingly, a cave? Because Dungeons & Dragons is about dungeons, obviously. And uh, how would you run, like, an interesting cave system? Well, how would you make it different or unique? Well, <clears throat> I would go for some alliteration. What? I would do some cobalt caves. <laughs> I was like, how, alliteration? How are you doing alliteration with a cave? <laughs> um, you could do a construct cave or a cat cave. Oh, hey. Or okay, a... okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. I do like these ideas. Cobalt cave first, <laughs> then construct cave. Then cat cave? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe cat cave. I would. It would be more like um, we would call it the cat cave, but it would literally be like displacer beast cave. No, I'm thinking it's a superhero's den, and his he's the cat. He's he's nope. He uh his his place is the cat cave, like the bat cave, but the cat cave. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. Anyways, cobalt cave. <laughs> Isn't cobalt cave cave like not unique though? Cobalt caves are common. Yes, but um, but I think they're fun. I don't. I think they're they're one of those things that people hear about, but I think it's one of those things that people like think are so common that they don't do very much. Actually, I don't think I've ever done a cobalt cave in exactly. D&D, both as like, a DM like, or It's as a one player. of those things you think about, oh, of course, cobalt caves. But I don't think like, it's not done often. It's like goblins, almost exclusively at that level. Orcs sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much only do goblins or, like, people. Yeah, I usually do either goblins or, like, bandits, because humans are just more interesting than mm-hmm. the low-level yeah, creatures. Yeah, kobolds are kind of... Kind of um looked past and i think they're pretty yeah, fun which is I think a shame because they, they're cool so like what i would do is i would have the kobolds worshiping or like uh taking care of Ooh, oh okay hold on just got an idea there is a game i forget what it's called but the whole point of this i'm pretty sure it's not called i forget what it's called <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's not called that as well um it, it's played <laughs> out in like I think it's like 120 real days. What? This game. This game goes by actual time, and your character is a, like a... What is this, like hardcore Animal Crossing or something? <laughs> no, your character is a caretaker. They're the caretaker of this like um, tomb kind of area, and you're waiting on the return of your master. And your master is going to return in 120 days. So you could win the game by just playing the game 120 days later and 
yeah, technically you would win. Technically the game would be over. But you could also win the game by... Well, so you just kind of find stuff to do. You explore the are you, caves. Like, are, where are you? Are you? Eventually. Oh, you're in like a dungeon. Yeah, it's kind of like an ancient, like, uh, rundown location. And so, what you can do is you just kind of walk around. Uh, you kind of explore new areas. You all move. You move at an excruciatingly slow pace. Like the whole point of the game is that, like, this is a game of waiting. Your character moves incredibly slowly. You walk through these very elaborate places. And when you um, do things, all it is is like, oh, at the end of this, you've gotten some art to put on a wall in your room. Then you have to walk all the way back to your room, put it on your wall, and you're just killing time for 120 days. And so This game sounds terrible. <laughs> It's it's one of those weird experimental games, and so one of the things that um I I was I think would be inspiring for these cobalt caves is that they are waiting for the return of their master, who is a dragon, and what they're doing is they're taking care of the dragon's egg. This is I think this is a pretty classic. uh... Yes. I think, but uh, I kind of want the cave to look more like this video game's cave, where it's like the the dragon has not returned in so long that like the kobolds have just begun decorating or like they're trying to find things to do to stave off boredom. They don't they don't know what to do, and so the cave is kind of weird and interesting because it has like. Like, oh, this is where they played hopscotch, or this is like, like, just really. This is where they played hopscotch. Just they got bored. They got bored, and so they began to do things. I if I okay, if I was a player and I walked into a cave and there was hopscotch on the ground, <laughs> you would be interested. You'd be like, "This is weird." You're like, "Why is there hopscotch on the ground?" Exactly, and there'd be four square, and there'd be like all these different things that you could just have, like, just play with a little bit of chalk. And they're like secretly like amazing game masters that figure out amazing things with games. No, I don't think it's anything like I think it's just children like trying to figure out something to do. And so they invent really cool games. And so the players might go in it like, "Ooh, we got to attack these kobolds. And then they just find this really bored group of people. And have you ever seen High Rollers has done a pretty cool kobold cave before, Ah, which is very similar to this. Oh, is it? Yeah, he did one where, yeah, he did one where they were like, they were guarding a dragon egg, I think. Uh huh. Um, but the they had they just like hoarded a ton of junk, and it was it was very interesting and funny because the NPCs NPCs he made was really were really really funny. So they just like it was a pretty good episode. I highly recommend. Yeah. Uh, recommend that Cobalt Cave, but it's very similar because like they are just trying to like take care of this dragon egg, and they have no idea what they're doing, and they're just like collecting tons of junk, and it's it's pretty funny. This sounds like it. it. Sounds very similar to what I was describing, actually. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's what that's the first when you said Cobalt Cave. That's the first thing I thought mm-hmm. of was Mark's Cave, and he. Uh, I don't remember what campaign it was in though, but um, it's just funny because all the players how they interact with the uh, the kobolds and stuff because they're like they talk with them and stuff like that, and it's pretty funny. But yeah. I've also heard of the. Um, I don't remember if this was a goblin cave or not, but the the famous one. It's like a famous cave in like 3.5 or something like a published module or 
in one of the early, early editions, maybe even like second or something, but it's like a cave with just tons and tons of traps that a goblin set. Like they're just like constantly ambushing you and like trapping you in rooms and shooting you with arrows, stuff like that. Well, so I don't, can be really I don't, well, I know of one that's not by goblins, the Tomb of Horrors. That's by a powerful uh, lich. No, no, it's a, it's like a published goblin, I think it's a goblin one. And like you walk into rooms and like, gates shut behind you and you get stuck and goblins will shoot you through the walls uh-huh. and it might even it might be kobolds but i think that would be i mean i hate as a player i hate those kind of caves though to be honest those kind of dungeons because like i'm just taking unnecessary damage you know yeah <laughs> yeah i've kind of cut out but, traps pretty much exclusive extensively out of my game because my players have just i've told me enough times that hey we just this is not fun for us yeah, I'm not a big fan of traps. I don't use them ever, really. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, in our current campaign, I don't think I've used them once. Yeah. Maybe once. I don't. I don't even think so because mm-hmm. they just don't make sense. Well, they make a lot of sense. Like that's just... what people would legitimately have done to protect but their areas. At the same time, but it's you really unfun. You wouldn't trap a. You wouldn't trap like a cave that you live in though, because you wouldn't want to have to disarm or try and figure out how to solve your trap every single time. Well, that's time why you, you would have like easy house. solutions that you would know, but it looks like the only way to solve it is this hard solution. Still, you. Which I've I still, done I, that. I mean, I still would never do that. I can I do still that. Would never do that. And I have done that. In if my... you forget once, if you forget once, you get stabbed by your trap and die or something. So they they don't make any sense to me. Yeah. But yeah, I've done a I've done a, a logical trap thing it's just the players don't like taking damage they feel like they couldn't do anything about even though they can do something about it by solving it but i mean i think puzzles are different than traps like just like a trap that shoots arrows and stuff like that doesn't make any sense to me anywhere unless it's like a mad mad lich or a mad wizard who just wants to like inflict pain on people as they walk through his you know Mm -hmm. his dungeon or whatever but otherwise i don't really think they make any sense at all in game yeah because nobody's gonna want to like disarm their trap or even have to like pull a lever somewhere to disarm their trap or do anything like that it just it's unnecessary and could potentially be bad in <laughs> if you forget or aren't paying attention one day or tired or whatever and you step on your own trap it just don't make sense that's why guards and things make way more sense because that's what you would just do you just hire like guards or lock a door or (laughs) yeah now before we continue i would like to do this uh construct cave real quick oh yeah yeah it's mining i first think of um it's a mining an automated mining system gone wrong Ooh. yeah what what would that look like well so okay I'm gonna bring up another thing that's that uh, it made me that um, uh, I believe it is an anime. It's a manga. It's not an anime. It's a manga um, where um, it's set in this future world where they had construction robots that would build things, and they all like the AI got hacked or something, and they just kept building and building and building and building and building endlessly and pointlessly. So there is stairs in random locations and it just kept growing and growing and growing till it's this ginormous labyrinth for like that's that's the setting of this world is this gigantic labyrinth that is continually being constructed by once a long time ago hacked ai 
construction robots. And so it would be a similar thing. It would be this crazy labyrinth underground where these constructs have just continued to cut away. Like they just don't even know. Yeah. They don't even know what they're doing anymore. Yeah. The tunnels don't make sense. They don't need to make sense. And if you want to have just like one of those like crazy dungeons, that would be perfect place for it. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. yeah, You'd have to figure out how to fit that into your world, but that'd be really fun to have like just a, an ancient mining, I don't know, constructs that are just don't have any, uh, yeah. Some of them could be enemies. They're just like mining through rock. You could also have them like, uh, creatures have taken up residence inside these caves. Like there's so many different encounters you can have inside this. Yeah, no. I mean, you could even put your cobalt cave inside your construct cave. Yeah. Because it would make total sense. Like, maybe the kobolds are, like, hoarding old dead robots or whatever, and they're, like, dressed as, like, they've stripped them down and are, like, dressed up. Their armor's, like, robot pieces. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be fun, too. They found a way to trick the robots to thinking that they're one of them. (laughs) So they don't get attacked. That's funny. Three kobolds in a trench coat. (laughs) Yep, yep. Be blue blorp. Oh, we are cobalt robot too. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's it for the lukewarm open. Yeah. 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 Okay. What do you got for um? What's what's the actual topic for this week? Our actual topic for this week is Cholt. Hey, I've played a little bit of Cholt before. Yeah, and we've also talked about a Sarak the Lich, who is. Very important to the history of Cholt. Now, uh, this week I was kind of unsure what to do because, honestly, I feel like this season, this season three, we don't really have a clear focus like we have on other seasons. We have the chest and we have the pirates and the new land and and had the idea of how we wanted to have colonialism and stuff be kind of a focus. But not much yep. else is really like uh, it's not like a cohesive idea at this point. No, we don't really have a overarching, yeah. overarching storyline or anything like that. Yeah, so I want to really nail that down this week. And so um, I wanted to nail down what our actual story will be. We'll be like a major big bad evil guy type stuff for season three. So I began searching for Let's topics that would allow us to do that. And I'm like, what? Like, what, what could I do? What could I do? And I've decided this week to talk about Schultz. Uh, it's the um, tip of the peninsula in the Forgotten Realms. Now, one interesting fact before we get into more about Chult is how I said it was a peninsula. And it, yes, it is a peninsula, but it also has gone from being a peninsula to being an island to being a peninsula again. Wait. What do you mean? Like, just, there is there were just world, water that crosses over part of the peninsula? World disasters have happened where all of a sudden there's a rift in the land, and suddenly Cholt is now an island, and then another crazy magic event happens and reunites the land together. And so it's gone from a peninsula to an island to a peninsula again. You know, I do like that concept for, a, like, a city or a place where, like, there's... Like, the ocean swells and blocks you off and makes you an island every year for, like, six months or something. And, like, their whole civilization is, like, preparing for becoming an island or whatever. Yeah. I think that'd be really fun. I think it'd be a really fun concept. Now, for those of you who don't know, 
Cholt is south of the Sword Coast and is the stage for the 5th edition adventure Tomb of Annihilation. Now, the Tomb of Annihilation is a modern version of the Tomb of Horrors, a classic campaign from older editions of Dungeons & Dragons. Now, this is what we talked about in episode 12, but there is so much more to Cholt than just the tomb and Aserarach the Lich. There is so much lore hidden uh, and obvious there. There are quite a few incredible videos that I would suggest watching if you want to get like a really in-depth look at Cholt. And when I was planning on running it as a um, campaign, which Aaron said that he knew a little bit about because that was because that was the campaign I was going to. I ran them through mm-hmm. a little bit until they died from a random encounter. <coughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Overrun by zombies. Yep, and then I got eaten by an assassin plant or vine. Or yeah, that too. Yeah, it was not good. It was not. It was. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> was, uh, we have been TPK'd so many times. <laughs> I was not a good DM. Um, Back and we had got, no idea what we were doing. Yeah, we had no idea what we were doing. We're like, let's just try this. No, that didn't work. Oh, you all died. Oh, darn. Let's try again. <laughs> um. That's literally what happened over and over again. Yeah, it did. Despite Schult literally being connected to the mainland, it has long since been remote and isolated. This is thanks to a lot of factors. One one is its climate. It is a harsh tropical jungle, and it is full of disease-ridden swamps that are devastating to anyone and and their food stores that travel through. But that's not the only one, because the fauna are also deterrents, as the residents in these jungles are giant dinosaurs, goblins, human tribes, albino dwarves, and savage beasts, like gorillons, which are giant four-armed gorillas. Which are super cool. Yes. Now, at one point, there was also, uh, as I said, as I've said a few times this episode, a uh, powerful lich. And a few other very powerful people in these jungles. And so there, there is a whole bunch of now uncontrolled zombies, uh, zombie girlons, like zombies of all different types throughout these jungles. Uncontrolled. Which I think is a really cool idea. It is really honest. cool. But it's also, as you said from your TPK, very deadly. <laughs> because yep. <of> this. <laughs> yep. needless to say this place was avoided by most people even the gods are actually scared of Cholt the gods fear Cholt so much that they gave dominion of the area to a primordial called Ubtau with the stipulation Ubtau? Ubtau U-B-T-A-O Ubtau 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 Yubtau? Yubtau. <laughs> and they gave it to him on the stipulation that he watches the peaks of flame. It's a volcanic mountain range within Shult. And it is said that another primordial, Dendar the Night Serpent, will tear down the doors and break through into Toral to destroy it through there. Now, this is this is the description of the jungle. In the from the Forgotten Realms wiki, and I think it sums up the kind of conditions very perfectly. 
<clears throat> it was said by many that the jungles of Chult were the most dangerous place in Faerun. The plants were intelligent predators, while the predators themselves were massive and armed with huge teeth and claws. Insects bit and stung travelers almost constantly. The heat and humidity were almost unbearable, and the undergrowth contained a multitude of poisonous snakes. Worst, however, was the disease that ran rampant in the area. Most things in the jungle had some sort of illness or parasite, and it was very easy to catch such illnesses of, off of them. Even the water was tainted and had to be boiled if it was to be drunk. On top of all of this, the intelligent creatures that eked out an existence in the dense foliage were perfectly happy and sometimes went out of their way to track travelers in order to hunt them down and kill them. Yuanti and Batiri, and other species that have nicely learned to survive in this place, needed food. Adventurers would tend to suit that need nicely. So not a great that's place. A, <laughs> that's That does not seem like the best place. No. And we're supposed to survive there when you're level one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a campaign like it. From, that sounds definitely like it. It was a campaign from one to, like, 15, I think. It was, yeah, it was a rough one. I mean, I guess you can just start them off fighting small amounts of zombies. Yeah, it was, yeah. At the beginning, it would just be the random encounters would be incredibly, or just, like, the things you come across in the jungle would be incredibly difficult. And then yeah, you just I just get, remember the zombie camp where we just got absolutely yeah, <laughs> <slaughtered>. absolutely wrecked. <laughs> Yet, even despite all of this, Schult still has a lot that continues to draw people to it despite this danger. Sorry, I lost my place. Uh, there it is. There was tales of giant gems, gold, and ancient societies that left other treasures as well. This tied with the crazy amount of big game hunting drew a lot of dangerous people. Now, there are a few places that are civilized, that, are, that have civilization in them within Schult. One of those major places is the city of Port Nyanzaru. Yeah. Which is where the campaign actually has you start. I love this city so much. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Originally, this port city was controlled by Amun, or the Merchant Council. Oh, no, sorry, the Merchant Domain. But the port had enough of them. and was like, no, 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 we are not going to do this no more. We don't like you. You don't like us. No need for, <laughs> no need for, uh, we're, we're, we're breaking free. And yep. merchants <laughs> banded together with a group, uh, a, a Chult, like, sub, a, like a secret Chult society specifically to protect Chult and its ways from outsiders. Um, it looks like my notes kind of got messed up here because I, I, it doesn't have the name written down, but I'm pretty sure they're the Triceratops of something. Um, <laughs> the Triceratops clan. I mean, I don't think it's that wrong. Hold on. I'm pulling it up real quick. They are the... Come on. The Triceratops Union. All right. My laptop's just being real slow right now. The Free Triceratops. The fr Triceratops Society. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> yep. The Triceratops Society. All of those were just jokes, but they're all they're just bad. Yeah, they are just that. Exactly. <laughs> 
And so I was like, you're not far off. I know you're making jokes. <laughs> wrong. Um, but with the with the cult Cholt merchants, they banded together and they successfully <clears throat> led a rebellion and kicked out the Amen domain. Now, the city has since become ruled by these merchants, and it is run by a council of seven merchant princes. Now, why this- are they so why are they called princes? Are they just just because they can be called princes? Think so. I don't. I don't see anything like being like this is a hundred percent why they're called merchant princes now. But I believe it is more. Hey, we're now in charge. We want to have a a royal sounding name. Let's call ourselves merchant princes. Yeah, yeah. We're in charge now, so we're princes. Yeah. Now this port is guarded by. A powerful dragon turtle. And whenever someone enters this guy. or leaves the port, they must pay tribute to this dragon turtle. Dropping coin or gems or whatever into into the water. And it'll let you pass. If it thinks you have if you're not giving him a big enough percentage, uh you don't want that. <laughs> There could be problems. He will kill you. Yeah, most likely. Um, or isn't at least that how, to... Is that how Cholts... Isn't it? Is there a campaign where it starts where you your ship gets destroyed by a dragon tur- turtle and like you land in? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. It could be. There could be I one like that. Cholts started. Oh no! The, this one, you're you're hired. The uh, Tomb of Annihilation is you are hired by a merchant prince to do a task. In Schultz. Got it. Now, this turtle, in in response to this, will it, it protects the port from any other danger. So you're they're paying to have its protection on the port. Now, Port Nayanzaru is famous worldwide for its dinosaur races. They cordon off parts of the city and have them race through it on dinosaurs. And Which in, is so cool. It is. And in the, so cool. In the 5th edition module for Tomb of Annihilation, there are rules for this whole racing, and different dinosaurs have different stats when it comes to racing, and it's just, it's fantastic. It's so cool. Now, that is really the basics of Cholt. And I now would like us to dive into our island and kind of the situation that's going on there. And what the overall story of our season three will be. Okay, so we're kind of making the island a little bit more fleshed out. Well, I mean, just really fleshing out, like, what is our goal this season? What is... Okay. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing here? Well, do you have thoughts starting right now, the bat? No. Okay, so for I guess for a little bit of a recap, we have our island, and there is like a colony that's on it right now correct yeah i uh we know it's not super like i mean how developed do we want it to be how many years ago did this pirate leave the box open and building an island i mean okay i want the island to be pretty big obviously Uh and i want i want the island to be my thought is like a portion a small portion of it is like incredibly settled i guess you'd say like big cities like a big city you know Mm -hmm. farmland stuff like that and then there's like a 
I mean, I don't, I kind of want it to be like an attack on Titan type wall type thing where like they're blocking out the jungle from, and all the creatures, the evilness and stuff that's out there from entering into their civilized area. Wait, so are we having it kind of like a dangerous land like Cholt? That's what I was thinking when I first was, first thought about the island, yes. Okay. Kind of like this dangerous, uncharted territory that nobody's really explored before yeah but with that i mean it comes a very wide open what we we, there's tons of stuff we can do with it Mm -hmm. do we want do we want to do like a fun attack on titan route where like civilization is in danger like something in the jungle is planning on like overtaking it the cities or what do we want to do do we want to well so i mean uh, i okay i think we do something kind of cliche but we try to like spin it in a unique way so we do the classic oh something is discovered on this island and then people from all over begin to come looking for that or looking for just fame and fortune i mean wouldn't the box be a thing that could be discovered yeah it could be totally it could be hey we believe the box is here because they don't know that it's what created the island so then, if someone, what, okay, what then? What would be like trying to find this box? What would be? I think it would be looking for ancient be, caves, diving in them, just basic adventuring. So like, just a bunch of adventurer people, like just random, random adventurers that are doing this. So do we want it to be like a society of some kind? Like, what's the? I don't know. Well, okay. I guess we should start. Do we want there to be multiple cities on this island? One big city on this island? What do we What do we want to do there? Um, because I think it would be I don't know I for some reason I think it'd be fun to have like a big port city with like surrounding farmland where they've like burned the jungle or something or like cut back the jungle mm-hmm. and then they've created like a perimeter wall and have essentially made a a society and like a farming a farming community and stuff yeah inside this wall and what they do is over time they send out like construction crews to build another wall to like block off a portion of the jungle and then burn and like cut down that portion of the jungle and then re you know and then continue to grow outwards with like either part of the city or even um farmland yeah they want to keep keep pushing the wall and pushing what they've right so they like send out like specialized crews that like build wall clear out monsters you know beat back the beat back the jungle build the wall around it and then they send out like work crews to like chop down the wood or burn the wood or whatever and then they start building more of the city or they start you know building more farmland and or industry and stuff like that Mm -hmm. which i think is a really fun concept now if we do something like that the question then is, is the city the bad dude or is it the jungle that's the bad dude or is it a mix of both? Like, do we do like a moral conundrum where it's like we could help the city grow and expand or we could, you know, take over this island or we could mm-hmm. help the jungle defend itself? Like, do we want to do something? Do we want to go that route? Like a not Avatar Last Airbender, but Avatar route where it's like the maybe natives on the island are trying to fight back the civilization or... I think I like better, though, the, like, there's something in the jungle that's trying to just destroy the city itself, and it's not, like, good. 
Yeah. You know, like thoughts. So something's trying to defeat the city and that's what's got to be. That's the going to be the big enemy. That That's my idea. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like that. I, I, I the um, question is, what would that be? And why does it exist? And where, where is it? Well, like, does it reside in the middle of the island? Is it, you know, underground? What are we? Um, I also okay. think, obviously, I also think in this too, though, like we'd have a lot of like politics of the city because it would be kind of crazy. Like, yes, because everybody kind of resides in this one city. And I think there's definitely going to be groups that are like, no, you need to help and save the island. And I definitely think that'll be like, wait, is that what we should be doing? Like, I definitely want that to be a consideration for the party of, hey, like, you, yeah, everything I mean, you're deciding. Would we also to do, have like a. Would we also like pull a your campaign and have like a group who's trying to like let the jungle into the city? Um, maybe I I don't. Hmm. I don't see them being inside the city. This group. I think there's definitely people I can get behind that. that that want to, but I don't think they're inside the city or yet. They might do that partway through the city or maybe even have it be the first time the party goes to this city. Have like a beggar from the outside be like, hey, I'm, I'm having a hard time getting in. Can I go in your cart or like like and then that person be the one to do that. Yeah, I like that. kind. Of, I like that a lot where it's like the party directly well, influenced letting this person in. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that a lot. So, okay, what what do we want as our big bad thing that's trying to destroy the city? What's the big bad thing? I mean, there's still a part of me that wants the big well, bad so, thing to be, like, the ruler of the city, and he's, like, trying to destroy the thing that grows the jungle. Well, so, yeah, so, okay, I, I kind of see it as a corruption of the box being open so long. Like, the box is not, it was never never intended to be open as long as it is and continually building this thing and now it's and starting so, to release like corrupted well so what i'm thinking is so every everything the, the box does came with a price like oh you must pay to you put something in and then it gives you something so what i'm thinking is that it at some point it's reached it's okay the the scales are unbalanced and it needs something it like it needs another payment because the scales are so unbalanced right now because of how long it's been open. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that cool. I think that's a good yeah. I think that's a good way to you like the box itself is been open for so long that it's now yeah it's creating now requiring bad stuff or yeah yeah requiring stuff yeah. So what I'm thinking is it. Ooh, okay. Maybe we go like really high on on the actual Tomb of Annihilation storyline. <laughs> so what happens in Tomb of Annihilation is that um, the the uh, Lich Aserak, which spoilers if anybody's playing this, he finds a dead baby a god fetus, a dead god fetus in the astral sea. He brings it to his tomb, the Tomb of Annihilation. And he uses all of the deaths inside his tomb to kind of feed it and try to bring it back to life. But it's not enough. So what he does is he creates a magic magic artifact that absorbs all death energy. So if anybody dies while this thing called the Soulmonger is around, you, you get absorbed by it. If you're like on the same plane of existence when you die. And what it does is it everybody who's been resurrected 
starts decaying because it is sucking that kind of energy of death. And so it's slow at first. Mm. But so what I'm thinking is it's something like that where it's like it doesn't have a person that it it can like take its payment from because that person who who opened the box is long dead. So what it's doing is it's absorbing from everyone on the island. Okay. So wounds okay, aren't I like healing this. as quickly. Um, everybody who's been resurrected has some sort of penalty. Maybe even just make it the exact same penalty that's in Tomb of Annihilation. Okay. Okay. I like this. I'm thinking we kind of use something like this, but I want to run something by you first. Yeah. What? What if, like... I don't know, what if we did something like a lich found the box and has corrupted it? Like, he knows what the box does, and so he doesn't want it to stop. Like, he doesn't want it to stop producing the jungle, Mm -hmm. but he wants it to start, like, destroying everything. So he takes it for himself, but doesn't use it, but just keeps it producing. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so he's, like, the bad guy. Like, he has it. Like, maybe even in, like, a Tomb of Annihilation. Like, he has the he has the box itself and he's like hiding it or protecting it trying to get it to feed off of everybody because it doesn't have the yeah. the trade to to do so oh so it's like slowing down its production and he is trying to well, make not sure even that necessarily it stays, slowing down but it's like that it keeps creating why yeah, does like he maybe, want he, more he, land well team magma but <laughs> no um <laughs> I don't know. I think I don't know if everybody would get that <laughs> reference, but I do, and it's fantastic. Probably not. You should explain yeah, it. Probably not. Well, okay. In Pokemon, <laughs> for those of you who play Pokemon, in Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, the main storyline is uh, Team Magma versus Team Aqua, and Team Magma wants more land for human civilization, and Team Aqua wants more water for whatever reason. For whatever <laughs> reason, everybody that, to die, that's I guess. as good as yeah. Pokemon will give you in terms of story. They, like, wanna... uh, they want, I don't know, they want more water, Um, I guess. Yep, what, what so they're that? going after these legendary Pokemon who one makes it rain all the time and one makes it a drought, like really sunny all the time. Yeah. And uh, in the anime, they're the two leaders. Archie is the leader of Team Aqua, and Meg or um, Maxie is the leader of Team Magma. And he always goes, "I'm Maxie of Team Magma." Every time he talks in the anime, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> yep, it's completely ridiculous. And he looks like he looks completely ridiculous, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of the appeal of of Pokemon, and the enemies are just always <laughs> ridiculous, and it's hilarious they're yeah they're definitely something else i think the for the beginning ones were way better than they are now now they're like extra extra kid showy which is fine i understand that but yeah i i do think that was definitely the the case um i'm saying that as somebody who watched for way too many seasons past when i yeah, should have yeah. stopped i'm like i'm a i'm not a child anymore why am i still watching pokemon <laughs> I love Pokemon. I'm obsessed with Pokemon, especially the games, just because they're my childhood. And so every time I play one, I'm like, ah, rem- like nostalgia. Yeah. I mean, they're super simple, but I love them. <laughs> they're still super enjoyable, though. Oh, they're very much so super enjoyable. Oh, absolutely. Okay, but I mean, I don't know if I don't know if this guy wants more land necessarily. 
What, what do you think? What do you think he would want? Like, if he had the box and was keeping the box, what do you think he would want? Why do you think he'd keep it? Oh, maybe he... Okay, so maybe the box is doing what I was saying, where it was, it was absorbing death energy, mm-hmm. and he wants that. He wants it to keep doing well, that. That's what, he doesn't care about the fact that it's making thinking. land. That's that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, he wants... Like, this. it's harnessing... Because it can't, the, because the box can't fulfill its trade anymore because it's been open for so long, it's producing like you know death energy or whatever. Yeah. And he is using that or harnessing that to try and accomplish his needs or something. Yeah, I like this. I'm thinking even too though. I think it'd be really fun if he like knew how to manipulate the box or something like that, and he was like creating some sort of like. I don't want to say army, but like creating like it was like creating like weird creatures for him that he could like try to manipulate it and put into the city. And like so you could have a little bit of political intrigue with like these random individuals that he has like influence or control over because of this. Something along those lines, too, because then you could add a whole lot of political intrigue with him involved in it where he's trying to like harness this power. Do you think if people die, like does does their death like release some sort of energy and he can harness it? Is that what we're going with too? Yeah, I think it's that. I uh, it might even be like a make it a heaven and hell thing. Like the the transportation of a person's soul into the afterlife has power, and that's what he's going for. What do you think he's trying to accomplish with that? Like, is he trying to become control a god heaven and hell with that too? Yeah, like become a god or control heaven and hell or. Uh, I think he wants to control where people go. That's super messed up. So he, so somebody can do all the good in the world, but if he has control, he can make them go to hell. That type of thing. Boy, that'd be super messed up. Yeah. And I think he, he, he's going to use it partially to make money by being like, you could pay to have somebody go to hell. Oh, wow. That would be super messed up. Only 10,000 gold pieces. Make your enemy yeah, go to hell. That, what would that even look like? What would that even, like, is he, hmm, well, I mean, how would he even control where they go? Like, they die and their soul goes to this box and he can, I mean, I like that. Does the soul, does the box just, like, take somebody's soul? Like, maybe the original trade was to take his soul and it took his soul and killed him. And then it still is trying to find souls to trade. So every time somebody dies on the island, it takes their soul. Mm-hmm. And maybe we could do the route where he's like a demon and, you know, in like the hells or whatever, they like eat souls or whatever. And maybe he like consumes their soul for power. Yeah, it's it's a it's a currency there. Yeah. Yeah. What if he like consumes souls for power or something or like, okay, if if that were the case, though, wouldn't he be like trying to like spread a disease or plague or like do all he can to like. Oh, no, I definitely think he's doing more than this. Like, I definitely think he's he is. He is uh, helping the box on its way, and I think that's how that's why he becomes the big bad evil guy. You 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 don't learn out till later that he's trying to control death. All you know is Do he's think- causing this horrible plague, and maybe he's a low level villain at first. Like he's like, oh, your tenth level villain. Then you defeat him when he's trying to create this like cloud kill that goes over the whole island. You stop him from doing that, and then you, he comes back later with this. Okay, a couple things. Okay. First, 
because I'm going to forget if I don't do this. Does he like turn the box into like his own phylactery? So like he dies, his soul goes into the box, but he reincarnates himself through the box. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be cool. Like he just keeps appearing. And I do like the idea of like that you kill him at level 10 or something. Like you've, you've met him at the beginning of the game. Like he's just like an, a dude in the city, like a, a merchant, like a wealthy merchant or something, or like a, you know, a noble or something. I think I want him to be like in the city at first. And then he ends up like leaving the city because, well, I don't know why he'd leave the city. Mm -hmm. Maybe because people start figuring out that they don't like him or something. <laughs> he like <laughs> leaves. Yeah. But I, I like the idea of like them meeting him early in the beginning and maybe even killing him. Like maybe he's like a crime boss or like a who knows. But like they kill him and then he comes back. They kill him again. He's back again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What if like. Wait, what if we did in? What if he like comes back as like a different body each time? Interesting. Like the box because you live on the island. Like he, you're, he, like his soul, like kicks out the soul of somebody else, and he becomes that new person. Oh, he literally That'd takes over someone's body. Yeah, yeah. That's like fantastic. He takes over their body. Yeah, I think that's super interesting. And so, like when he. When you kill him, he takes over somebody else's body and becomes that person. Do you think he has like a choice? Of who he takes over? No, yeah. and I think that kind of has irritated him a bit. Oh, maybe he's like I a shunned, like a, somebody shunned from death. That's why he wants to have control over who can go, of where people go. Like he, what, what do you mean? I don't, you mean? I don't know exactly. It just feels like a mythology thing, like... This person's been shunned from death, so they do these things. Like he, well, maybe, 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 yeah, maybe he's like, his soul can't pass on, like it doesn't move, like when he dies, and that's why he moves to a new body and like takes over their body. Exactly. That's what I mean. That's why that happens is because he's literally shunned from death for some reason. And so now, well, yeah, why is why is that the case then? Why would that Could be Could it be case? like a, a horrible deity of some sort? Like a, he was kicked out of the Pantheon? I like that idea. Yeah, I like that idea a lot. Which now we're gonna have to make that another episode. That's another episode. Yes, it is. We have to. This episode is not gonna be enough to make this dude. I can already tell you right now. Mm -hmm. This is just like brainstorm time. Yeah. We <laughs> we're not gonna have no like we're gonna have to make like a whole new episode like study a villain and then make him a, make him more in depth and then study a god or something and make a god who. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. So he kicked out of the pantheon by some god right yes and so he they curse him and like what what's his oh man there's so much that we need to what is his like what is he what was he a god over like what was he a god of love hmm no not a fan of love well well no i i mean no yes but no <laughs> just give it a little more time um, and i'm sure it'll surely grow okay <laughs> okay <laughs> there's a part of me that wants it to be like he is a god of like like a god of because i want it to be like his curse is that he can't fulfill what he was the god of does that make sense he can't? so if his curse is if his curse is he can't Ooh, move on maybe he to, was like sharon like he that was his thing was he was the one who guided souls to the underworld well 
that's what I was thinking. Like he was the person who either guided them or just in general controlled where they where they went. Like you served, you know, XYZ God and so you go to XYZ place, you know? Like Yeah. And then he maybe he was like caught messing with it or like there's a part of me that he wants to like Ooh, he would occasionally okay. Oh my gosh. He was a good person and he would occasionally send people back if they had a good enough reason to return. Or or okay. he gave them time to to go back as ghosts and kind of make their amends or do their thing if they were like really okay. close to going to one place. I like this idea. What if now hear me out. This is kind of crazy. What if he was starting to create his own heaven? And he was taking people to that instead. Interesting. He was so he like was like he was, he was like a um, like a lesser deity or like the the lowest level of deity where yes. he shouldn't have a heaven, but he made a demi plane for himself and then was sending people there and was yes to gain like power to or gain more power and become a greater. And everybody's like, no, 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 right. no, not gonna happen. Yes. So they they kicked him out and cursed him where he can no longer control where his soul or anybody else's soul goes when he dies. Yeah. And so now every time he dies, he changes into somebody else. Yeah. And now he's found the box, which is creating its own world, right? And so he thinks now, he if he takes this box and it's consuming souls, he can do what he used to do and gain himself into godhood. Yeah. Yeah. This Pretty cool. Good. This is good. <laughs> Yeah, pretty, pretty cool. So who is he now? What is he doing now? At the beginning, like, okay, level one, players arrive on the island. Who is he? What is he doing? I think he's trying to get the lay of the land at that time. I think, I think he is. He's like Captain Smith. Like, <laughs> he's like, he's like an explorer guy or whatever. <laughs> well, no, I, I said that. I, so when they go into the city for the first time, He's like a beggar on the outside that's like, hey, can you help me get in? What if, okay, but I like the idea of him being like a, literally like a Captain John Smith individual who's like helping society explore the jungles and explore the, like maybe he doesn't have the, um, I, I would say at the beginning he doesn't have the box, but he's this Captain John Smith explorer because he's looking for the box. Like he knows it's on the island, but he doesn't know where it is yet. So when they meet him at first, maybe they even take like a trip in the jungle with him where he's like Captain John Smith, like, oh, follow me, adventurers, you know, like that kind of guy who's like they all love. And eventually, like maybe the campaign goes into a twist where like he he becomes like a, a, one of the bad, like level five evil guys where like he's actually like doing terrible things, but he's just masquerading as like an ex like explorer. So the party ends up killing him and then he transforms into somebody new like I think I like the idea of him like, you know how in Schult you can like hire explorers of the jungle to guide you yeah. through the jungle. Like what if he's something like that? Like he's like a, I guess I like think a that's John interesting. Smith. And then like he was, he was working from inside to do this. To try and of, find the box. Oh, he was trying to find the box. So he's working with it. That's okay. why he's interesting. Right. So he's working to explore the jungle because he doesn't know where it is yet. He knows it's in the jungle, like on this Island but he doesn't know exactly where it is yet. And so they talk to him and find him 
maybe even hire him to help them through the jungle to get somewhere or whatever. Um, like he's some sort of major NPC for level one to five, but the twist is that like level four, you realize he's like a bad dude and he's has some, some sort of like thing he's doing, like that's evil or whatever. So they have to fight him and kill him, you know? And then when they kill him, he comes back as somebody new, Mm. you know, it's like their first introduction to good guys, actually evil, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. And what, okay, so they fight him first. Does he reveal himself next time as like, hey, I was yada yada that you befriended previously, or does he keep that a secret? Just being like, oh, okay. I I mean, I'm not sure. I think I'd probably play that. By ear? Oh, I don't know. By ear? Yeah. But my initial thought would be that he wouldn't reveal it, but maybe there'd be clues and hints like personality quirks and things that... St- still possibly carry over yeah or like he like they'll find him and he has the same sword that he used before Mm -hmm. like or something like that and they're like why do you have the same sword type thing or like just something similar like he has something the same thing that he um once had yeah just little hints here and there i think is what i would probably do but i'd have to play it by ear because like if he thought one of the pcs or something could like help him or would work with him then he might reveal that to one of them or something like that yeah i like the play it by ear idea yeah i think that's probably what i do but yeah do we think do we think he's gonna be every big bad evil guy in the campaign he's just a new that would be such an interesting campaign where every single enemy like that you fight is that one every big bad evil guy is the one guy and by the end, like the party has figured it out and they're like trying to, you know, outsmart him by his previous forms and what he's done in his previous forms. Yeah. Well, so then society on this island is good, right? It's just it's good. Yeah, it's just good, trying to flourish. I and mean, survive. it's trying to make a I mean, obviously, we have like crime criminal bosses and, you know, bad nobles yeah. and stuff like that. But just in general, it's not like an evil society trying to blow up, you know, destroy nature or whatever. Yes. I think I think it's it's just people trying to make a living. And maybe it's even like um uh because it's such a harsh area, it's kind of become this weird community of a bunch of disparate people. And so they like it's yeah. very accepting of everybody because it's like this, hey, we're all outskirts of society yeah no i think i agree hmm well any other things you want to add no i think that's pretty well pretty good yeah i think so too kind of started off a little bit like crap what are we doing and now it's like grown into yeah something pretty crazy seems like it well thank you for listening to episode 53 of dungeoneered the 53rd episode we've we've gotten there heck yeah we've passed a year we have uh, if you listen to our podcast on any podcasting apps that have ratings and reviews make sure to write us a rate uh, re- uh, i'm tired make sure to write a review let us know what you think about the show uh we greatly appreciate it because it really helps get more traction for the show mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you want to write us and like ask us questions things like that or even give us ideas for lukewarm opens or even topics to Look into, uh, you can write us at dungeoneered at hotmail.com. Anything else, Aaron, anything you think of? I don't think so. I think we're good. Well, remember, 
people, always remember to be the sharpest barrel in the bunch. See you next time. Bye.